practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of cum. What's up? Oh, always. <laughs> you know I'm in my office, right? <laughs> that was right off the cuff, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in like a hot steaming bottle of cum. <laughs> oh, man. How many guys or gals have ruined their credibility with the old cum? I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Cum can be used as replace a word. I see. Are you coming, right? Come yeah, also sure. rhymes with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Yeah, you're right. Like, so you're asking how many people do you think, like out of ten, have overplayed their hand? <laughs> overplayed the their come hand. Why? Their cum-y by putting hands. the 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 hard cu on come come. Yeah, or you know, like quick react. Like I, again, I'm I'm gonna focus more on guys. Like. Yeah, ruining yeah. their image is always on the tip of their tongue, sure, and quite easily, especially. Got to in... take big swings if you want big <laughs> rewards, right? So somebody's in the office is like, um, you know, I'll be coming in around eight, and he's like, "What is that in your butthole?" You know, whoever says something <laughs> quick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, demoted at least at a minimum. Twenty twenty one is just around the corner. I want to officially put to bed the uh, that's what she she said, and just replace it with yeah, probably in your butthole. <laughs> just do just Let's do it. Just put that in anytime you can. That would start twenty twenty one on a on a fair trajectory, I think. Mm-hmm. I it's, agree. It's interesting because. By making something more horrendous, you're actually rectifying the, a, <laughs> yeah. a terrible environment. Because if you go like, "Hey, uh, the paper, uh, the the project will be coming in your inbox uh, around four o'clock," and then some douchebag's like, "That's what she said," you'd be like, "What do you mean? Like she said, there's she's gonna do my work have, for me? Have mouth is full of cum?" <laughs> and it's like, "No, no, 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 no," but. If the guy's like, she's like, all right, the project's going to be coming in your guys' inbox uh, around four o'clock. And the guy's like, what is my inbox in my butthole? They're not going to be like, here. They're going to go like, what did you just say? What's a thinker? It'll make you pause. It stops you in your tracks. Yeah, it's a pauser. And you like, you you take a moment to like, where am I right now? What did he say? What did I say to to spur that reaction? And you're like, oh. It's a, it's a smell the roses type statement, yeah. basically. And don't you dare play the asshole. Don't replace butthole with asshole, because that'll put no, you right no, out the no. door. That's the, don't even finish. <laughs> you're uh, you're done. I've never been a fan of just in general ass. <laughs> and take that out of context. And, <laughs> Please. And use it. But just that terminology, I'm a butt man, I'm a buns man. I like it softened. Yeah. People that use ass are from like, the Jersey suburbs, they take things too seriously. They're the guys who are looking at their stock ticker too closely. No, you're right. Chaps my from ass. A, from a from an earlier era. Not Harder times. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's definitely. the cowboys, definitely. Hard ass. You hear, like, ass, eh. Like, I just think of um, ass to ass in yeah, Requiem ex- for a Dream. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing that comes into my mind. Right. Unfortunately for my mind. 
Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just like because if if you saw a pornographic magazine that had ass in it on the rack, you'd know to to keep going because that's going to it's going to hurt you in the long run. It's just gonna it's gonna change the way you are as a human if you pick that one up. Too much um, posterior, low angle focus. A little too aggressive, probably. I don't need... Too uncomfortable. I don't need a gape five pages in. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Even before the table of contents, you just open the front there. Whoa! Okay! Also, anyone that uses the term gape, too much. Too much. That's why you pick up that magazine. So you got a guy who says, what am I... What is that? Going to be in my butthole? You go, Hank is a freak... But he's a soft freak. If you got a guy yeah. who's like, what is that going to come in my gaping asshole? And you're just like, holy <laughs> oh, shit. No. That guy's a serial killer. <laughs> Did you register? <laughs> Did you register with our with uh, the other people in the in the office? Oh, yeah. The quarantine hasn't been good to Charlie. <laughs> yeah. he, he's in a dark place. It's like, uh, I forget this dude. Um, oh, uh, uh Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. It's a gaper. It's Case. <laughs> and I'm the hard ass. <laughs> gaper and the hard ass. Oh, that's like, a good, oh, that's change cool. it. Oh, new serious channel. Howard that's Stern, eat our on, lunch. On the old ham radio. You're like, I think this is a bootleg signal. I like it's that. hard ass and the gaper. <laughs> They're going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> They're trying to give me an audio boner. The hardest <laughs> one to record- get. The hardest one to give and the best one to get. <laughs> so many truckers getting those mid-road and you just go, ah, that's why they're so much higher up. <laughs> Deep um, on that dial. Uh, Live from an abandoned trailer somewhere. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. A moving abandoned trailer like trains, planes, and automobiles in the back of a meat locker so the feds can't trace that signal. Oh, exactly. Pirate. Some This is some pirate radio. That's right. Old hard ass in the gaper. But it's all just moans and groans. <laughs> just and right-wing propaganda. <laughs> and QAnon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Have you tried Zycam? <laughs> Uh, oh, fuck, what was I getting on? Uh, I forgot. Uh, oh, there was a, oh, you know what? Maybe I lost it, but when we're talking about, you know, the guy that just takes it too far, I'm going to oh, call it the yeah, G yeah. word. Mm-hmm. Gape. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a dude, and he's an artist, and I'm, I don't want to mess his name up because I'm mixing him up with somebody else, but what it is is he was um, this, uh, a graffiti artist or a street artist in L.A., and he was doing all these cool murals and they were starting to kind of like, he's just doing it on his own and kind of starting mm-hmm. to get noticed. And so some restaurants were like, hey, will you paint a mural for us? And he's like, sure. Uh, they're like, well, what do you want to get paid? He's like, I'll tell you what, don't pay me anything, but I just get free lunches from you now. They're like, oh, that's a pretty cool deal. So he just got food. Yeah. But then what happened to him is Mark Zuckerberg got wind of him or whoever is designing the offices I was, just was like hey will him. you paint murals in our la office or our headquarters like sure they're like well how much and he's like oh just some stock stock would be good and this was before so instantly like when they put, went public this guy who just paint murals instantly had a 200 million dollar worth because it's not um i because he's been on a few of david chang's netflix shows it's david Choi. oh yeah okay 
And that's why I didn't want to get it mixed up. And I guess that's why, because the two are linked. They're connected. They're both, yeah, uh, they're both okay. of Korean descent. And they have that great episode of Ugly Delicious where they are actually in, go to Korea together. No, David Choi, he, because um, I heard a crazy interview with him. He actually worked in, like, mainstream comics, like Marvel comics. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. And he, because he got his start through, I love that we were talking about uncomfortable pornography. I think he got his start in Penthouse. Oh, like doing cartoons and stuff? Doing like Randy cartoons, because in the interview, I think it was a Kevin Smith interview, Mm. he talked about, (laughs) it was basically bedridden. From porn addiction, right? That's what I wanted to get at. All he would do is create pornography that turned him on. So he was just in this constant state of like sexual arousal. So it then turned into a malaise. That's because they were like, "Oh yeah, I was doing such a good job." They just sent me everything Penthouse made. So he was like, "I was just surrounded by pornography constantly." So that's exactly where I was getting at. Because the next step, we must have listened to the same interview. He's like, "It got to be such a problem." I think he actually ended up going like for treatment for it and then became addicted mm-hmm. to gambling so much so he gambled so hard that and he never did drugs he, he makes a point i never did drugs i don't drink alcohol i don't like any of that stuff but he's addicted to porn got treatment kind of shook that habit got super addicted to gambling to the point where he went to vegas and he mm-hmm. gambled so hard he had a heart attack oh that's right yeah because he had crazy. one other insane story that had to do with it, uh, his the fact that he excelled at drawing smut so well, I guess he went to Japan, like, mm-hmm. sort of as he was coming up at the height of his, like, indie street art. So he was in Japan and just like, I'm going to do everything. But he went to Japanese jail, which if you're not familiar with, like, how Japanese jail works, they have, like, the system, it's not, like, in America, like, innocent until proven guilty. Okay. The system is more analogous and they depend a lot on um you confessing your guilt okay like because you like you know it's like it's cheesy to say but that honor that personal honor like why would you why would you draw yourself and your family out in a trial when it would just be easier to say you're guilty and then you serve your time just do your time so if you wait wow. them out, like you will eventually go to a trial, but it is really weird and ambiguous and you just sit in jail for like an indeterminate amount of time. Yikes. And that may have changed, but I, um, so I know that he was in there and it was in that, like they were trying to sentence him to like get over with these other inmates who were in there, like sort of Guantanamo Bay ish. Sure. <laughs> David Choi just drew smut. And oh, and that's how he allied just to himself like and... curry favor with uh, the more hardened cons. So drawing all those big boobs in your meads, you know, uh, you and and they finally came in came into um, uh, a favor. What I was gonna get at because it's it's gonna drive me nuts is when you're talking about when he was in the middle of drawing that smut and like you said, bedridden. <laughs> he talked about he's like, here's how I knew something had to change, and I was like. This is like Homer Simpson walking outside and like or visiting Hershey, Pennsylvania, and everything's made of chocolate. He's like, I walked outside, 
and everything I looked at was either a vagina or a pair of boobs. So he's like, I looked at a stop sign and it was a <laughs> vagina or like a woman walking by waving. She was just a face of, of boobs. And he was just like, I am not seeing the normal world. I'm just seeing smut. It's like, that is amazing. And he just like talked about like, cause he was friends with, now he has friends with her now, but at the time I think they were like dating yep. or courting. He was with that porn star, that porn star Asia Akira. Mm-hmm. They he just talked about like how oh that's right they do have a podcast together just like it didn't like actually being with a physical human like the person who you masturbated to is there to have sex with you and he was just like I couldn't do it because he was so d- detached to the like like the material of the po- like it didn't get it like reality didn't get him excited this exactly weird dis- connected fantasy was it's like uh yeah it's the um I what's get, but the if term? you're that into like you once you're it's it's the world you it's create like, I, I guess not the reality fantasy yeah. is better than reality it's like when you order something online right like it's not when you get the thing like let's just say it's a some cool like marvel figure or something once you get it you go like, oh that's a cool piece of shit and you put it on your show cool. But when you're researching it and trying to find a better price and you're yeah. scanning through and you're seeing like, oh, this is a cool site where I get a 3D view of it. And it's like, or if it's sure, something that's yeah. rated, you go, oh, cool. And you finally pull the trigger and then you're tracking it and checking your shipping tracking and like, it said it was going to be here today. Why the-? And then it gets here and you're like, whoa, God, I don't give a shit. Oh, what, what's the, this. there's empty space next to it on my shelf. Where's the next Marvel statue? Yeah, no, you're right. right. I mean, and that's like why he was like i have an addiction because i have lost connection to reality because i am so consumed by this thing right he does talk about some messed up stuff he does get to in japan he's like there's things that you have to you have to have hundreds of millions of dollars if you want these things done to you and one was a crazy (laughs) thing with a woman like strapped to a ceiling doing like like, you know those, you know when, um, like, I, I forget how you do it. Like, she puts, like, a, uh, like, hanging from underneath her chin and they spin crazy fast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the circus, you just hang and all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it was just a woman that was turned upside down and just gave him a blowjob as she did, like, a helicopter spin from the <laughs> ceiling. It's like, that just sounds like it's, a lot of work. It's not, I'm glad you, I, I brought this up because it was, yes, I worked yesterday and it was so painfully slow mm-hmm. except like the last two people i had at the bar as i was trying to clean up and i was trying to get out like right at that crack of clothes um but they were talking extra loud about like sex and things and their kinks and i was like okay all right they, they want yeah I got they're you. just I like I, I i'm the most interesting person in this place yeah. i just want you to know that if you didn't know that already um <laughs> what the guy was talking about and i just started laughing because i was like this scene paints itself because it's so hilarious it's almost like a fucking lost three stooges short he was like yeah so i've been talking to this guy and yada yada so it's just a story about him courting these strange men he's like yeah i'm not afraid of bondage i don't care like it, i'm into whatever i'll give it a shot and he's like but there's this one time he's like i was into the bondage so i was the bonded one with a power bottom 
How is that supposed to work? <laughs> this guy's like t- tied up to a device or like that woman like suspended from a slowly spinning mannequin leg as this guy's chasing him around. <laughs> like, like butt first, right? Butt first. Like the coming gate. after him. Coming after him. Like a him, gator. Like a... Uh, so I just laughed because it was like, what a hilarious scenario. And you just. If you know nothing of what he's talking about, you just use your context clues of you're like, okay, power bottom. Oh, I assume, like you said, Hans, it's like an alligator, but it's butt first. <laughs> right. Because that's what I pictured. Yum, 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 yum. As you're like tied up and he's chasing you with his butt, like, it's, just, like, it's such a funny. You want to like, yeah, you want to. You want it to seems run like at a combo. the wall. You don't want the wall to fall on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that I was just like, situation. it seems like in a in one of those kinky like Spencer Gifts games, where it's like, oh, you draw one and I draw. Like it's just a mis- it's just a mismatch. You don't need it. Yeah. What is? Yeah, sex dice. Like the sex dice. It doesn't. Yes, like a fuzzy like sex dice. How long dice. Yeah. is that? Like you roll a dice and you're like, oh, blowjob. It's like okay, well. It- does the game have to continue or like, like, <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep <laughs> right? or vice versa. Right. It's just gonna be like, all right, just I'll wipe my beard off now. And let's okay, go now back round to two of what <laughs> finger in your butthole. Let's no, just no, watch. The, let's just watch a Christmas story. Right. Cause the next two are going to be like cuddle kiss on the <laughs> cheek. Oh God. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Blowing on those <laughs> low job first. <laughs> Ooh, craps! Uh, power bottom. Power bottom. <laughs> Do some push-ups with my bottom. So yeah, that was just the culmination of it was like, okay, they're over. But then he he had mentioned that story. He's like, that is podcast story. I was like, it's like tied up to a fucking you know a frame bed. <laughs> the guy's just like hopping around. I haven't seen it, but I guess, and it's not a spoiler because it was in the trailer, but I think it's based on a Stephen King story. There is a, um, like a bondage type horror story where basically, um, this woman ah, yeah. ties up this guy and then she just has a heart attack or a stroke or something in there. In yeah. The yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's on, it was Netflix. Ashley I and I started so. oh, it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's that's exactly what it is. Is uh, the this lady and her fella are at like an exotic locale, and they're getting frisky, and he ties her up to the bed. Oh, her up. And then as they're starting to get amorous, he has a heart attack. And then the rest of the movie is slowly her descending into madness. Sure. And then it gets to like there's a dog because he didn't shut the door. So there's like a rabid, like Rio de Janeiro, like Flavella dog. And then there's also like strange men who like, we didn't finish it. We started it was just like, "Mm," because it got really cheesy. Mm. You know, it's like uh, the Schmeagle when Schmeagle goes crazy and is talking to himself in the Lord of Uh, the Rings movies. Sure. It was that. But it wasn't a CGI troll. I was going to say, like, without, yeah, without <laughs> that level of So it, it was escape. getting close to a little, like, off-Broadway schmaltzy, like, oh, okay. This is what you think crazy people do. Speaking of what crazy people do, I won't delve into it because nobody gives a shit about 
my selections. If anybody's got you got you HBO Max in and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. You interested in uh, hearing about Heaven's Gate Cult? <gasps> we haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, it's fucking oh man, fan fucking tastic. Can't recommend it enough. Can't wait till you watch it and we can talk about it with everybody. I recommend That's everybody on our, else to watch it. Our list there looks like there's been nothing but. Ash and I have just loading up on cult stuff because the other HBO one is the um about the Nexium, the sex oh, cult. Oh, I've I've heard of it. I've yeah, I don't know anything you about. You have it. to watch it now that you watch Heaven's Gate. I was like HBO is just like doubling down on cult stuff because it has the best, and I say best, like I get it, but it the most cult tropes and they're fucking hilarious. Like the main dude of Nexium, total fucking nerd. Looks like you're like an uncle. Long hair, nerdy glasses. Claims to be the smartest man. Like IQ wise, like on oh, record. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he creates this system of self help, but he hates psychology. Uh-huh. So it's just funny because there are a lot of parallels between Scientology and him. But he fucking hates Scientology. Of course. But he's got all the classic, uh, like, L. Ron Hubbard shit. Like, stuff from his childhood and things that he really likes personally are very important to the structure of this to thing. Everyone, like, yeah. So, not to spoil it, um, like I said, he's like a nerdy guy. Long hair, nerd glasses. Not bad looking, but uh, doesn't strike you as a sports guy. Uh, he makes people fucking play volleyball with him every week. And it's just sort of like they show up and lay on hands. They're like, Ken, oh, killer serve, Ken. Nice spike, long ponytail. And this is a look I got to take with the sweatband underneath the pony. So it keeps the pony high and tight. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Knee pads, long basketball shorts, high socks. There's, um... I, it's it's crazy. It's awesome. It's that takes us back to an. I just thought of it as you said it. Like yeah, with yeah, just bringing back what you love. Once you got these people brainwashed, and that takes us back to Michelle, who fucking made yes. people build him a theater, and he would put on Broadway shows for them or dance recitals, and they just have to sit. They didn't have to sit there and the watch. They couldn't wait to sit there. God and watch. damn! What was the name? All I could think about was that documentary as I watched the Nexium thing. I can't remember because there are so many fucking parallels. parallels. Yeah, yeah. people, and that's part of the interesting arc of the thing is, like, it's not fair to ask these people like, how the fuck did you buy Fall into this? this? Yeah, like the guy is really into judo. So instead of like badges or medals, they have they have like judo belts that they wear around their neck. Yep, yep. To like show their way through. So it's just like that shit that we love, and it's like you just loved karate and volleyball. So you made like thousands of people buy into your weird worldview, and you held sway and power over them. Uh, like, there's a great reveal later. Like, his name is um, Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Like, he creates all these code names. Wait till you find out where that comes from. Uh, okay. Because if, if you look it up in the dictionary, oh, it's got a very cool definition. But that one's from 
from deep in the recesses of his fucking it's kid like brain. Xena or something like that. <laughs> I guess I could just tell you it's a fucking arcade game that he loved as a Nice. Kid. Yeah, sure. That's uh and that's the thing about the people these people, like um I, this isn't a spoiler they get into it, but all the people that were in Heaven's Gate, some of them had PhDs. They were they were yeah. surfacely intelligent people, very intelligent people. God. But they all just got Star Trek. It's, oh yeah, don't totally. They, they the literally hook. like with it. They all record stuff. I, I don't. Wanna, but they're saying beam me up. Yeah. With like smiles. I was like, Meg, I haven't seen any happier people. I guess. Yeah. But oh yeah. It's crazy. They get into like, and I will say the the best thing about the Nexium documentary it it's it's long. There are a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. But by the time you finish, you're like, oh, I get why they they paced it that way. Because they have to like parcel it out. Because if they just put it all on Front Street, overload, you'd be like, "This is fucking batshit insane. You're all fucking crazy assholes." Why I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But they structure it so you, as the viewer, get you can see why. Because they go into like I forget what he calls them, like pods. Okay. But they talk about what it is, and like he genuinely helped a lot of people and one of the things he focused on was um uh oh god damn it what's it called the like not asperger's but when you can uh like in the movies when people like ah shit fuck god balls oh tourette's 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 sorry uh so he is like using my system which is all sort of like um psychology just talking like getting to the root of where the stuff comes from like, he helps this dude, and the guy is so tourette out, like, you know, his arms are twisted, like, he's constantly fidging. Sure. And the one thing he did, I was like, oh my god, he just, like, his big Tourette thing was he would snap his jaw shut like a Muppet, so you just hear his teeth go, oh, that's I was tough. like, oh my lord in heaven, this that's... guy. But they show him, and he goes through, and like, he they through this process like fixed his Tourette's. Huh. So you follow along, it's like he genuinely is helping people get over their like neuroses or anxieties and things. And then as you're like, oh, the more you go deeper, of course. It's that like is play volleyball, kiss me. Fucking wait, what? I said wild. play volleyball. There's like these people are professionals. There's a filmmaker, this guy, as you follow through the documentary. You're like, oh, yeah, he just helped make tutorial videos. You find out this dude talked to this guy, like, for five hours a night. <laughs> and this guy's just like, okay, so here's where I see the movie go. So it's just like a bad fucking riff session. <sighs> Except tough. you are always wrong, Hans. So you show up. Of course. And you've done all this work. And I'm like, nah, page one rewrite. Let's do this. So he's just like, oh, that's hurt. I was like, how did you do that for so long? That is, uh. Uh, I can jump off this because you need to watch it and other people need to watch it, but how you said they fixed that guy's Tourette's in Heaven's Gate, they were very focused. This dude, Tian Doe, or Bo and Peep, this dude mm-hmm. Doe, the guy you recognize as the guy, the leader. There's more into yeah. it. Um, she, He and him, whatever, she and him. Um, he was very... Uh, he wanted to eliminate gender. Right, so that's why everybody had short haircuts, men and women, and and they're very they become very asexual or agender, and this guy who ended up leaving the cult, 
not to impersonate him, but he talks and you're like, oh, did he must have had something neurological happen because he, 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 he talks heavy and then sucks. And I was like, oh, something's going on with him. But it turns out that that's all psychological because he was so ingrained in this cult and believed in this guy so much that one day they were sitting having a session and he raised his hand and I guess he asked a question with like a, his normal male deep voice and yeah. Doe mocked him as having like not having like a more gender neutral voice. So he's like, well, I guess I should answer your question like this. And he fucking he's like that steamed me and I eventually left. And now, and so we can't fucking talk. And this what? is t- t- fifteen years later, and I don't mean to. I just like oh, that's how Lord. intense. I know I'm not trying to mock the way he talks, but like that's how intense. That's not because my attempt. That's how that intense that's how... his like connection to this guy was and the control. Because both Meg and I were like, "Oh, what's going on with that dude?" Because you don't find this out till later. Yeah. And and it is totally aside, so I'm not spoiling anything really. But you're just like, "Oh shit!" Like this guy. It's a lot. What <laughs> guy had to leave because he couldn't stop masturbating? Saved his <laughs> life, but if and he's very go, frank well, about it. That. He's very frank about it. It's like a try. I mean, if, if if you got the alternatives, there's no shame in that at this point. Like you got fired from your job because you jerk off too much. Yeah, you might push that out of the rug, but you missed <laughs> fucking shooting yourself in the face because of a comet in a cult. Because you can't stop jerking off? I mean, I, I'm never stopping <laughs> Saving jerking Saving grace, right. That's what he's doing at the campfire. So he's telling the story. Um, yeah, definitely recommend it. A lot of good, HBO Max is uh, not to support a corporate conglomerate, but I was like, oh, like I thought, you know, like what are they going to do? It's just HBO with some more stuff. Like they are easily, whatever their rollout was and whatever they were thinking, like they yeah. basically just launched and and from what I see as far as content and how much new content gets dropped and the type of content mm-hmm. they drop, it's on par with Netflix, like, right off the bat. Oh, yeah, easily. Ash and I watched – it's been a while. I can't believe I, I – it's been in my notes since the summer. There is a documentary on HBO Max about Action Park. Oh, yeah, Class Action Park. I watched it. You watched it? Okay, Of cool. course. Absolutely, I saw a um, lot of footage that we used for the listener. We made a totally like a mock um, commercial for Action Park. If you haven't seen it, Class Action Park is a documentary about this um, theme park, right in it, New Jersey, it, that was totally yeah. lawless throughout the eighties, and a lot of people got hurt and some people if died. You ever we we watched the movie Meatballs after that because all we could talk about was just how. Because basically, a guy built this name, this like township in New Jersey, uh-huh. to get a bunch of land on the cheap. And what they were trying to do is build, like, if I'm not mistaken, they were trying to build a a resort, yeah, for, a like, ski the resort, Wall Street, a ski resort. So they had all this land, and they were gonna like just get people from the city instead of going up north, come down south to New Jersey, and we got all this stuff. But it didn't pan out, so the guy pivoted and turned it into so an it actually park did because he loved designing rides. Like the guy designs every ride, ride in this park by himself. But he's not an engineer, or a, you need no, to be just a guy, not just an engineer, but like a lot of those like roller coasters. Not that he built roller coasters, but like 
roller coasters and even some of these water they're designed by like rocket scientists like nasa level scientists uh, we've all seen a vhs or mini cam movie of someone who is like i like movies i'm just going to make my own movie right exactly and it's very painful to watch so imagine that except it's a fucking amusement park ride it's just a guy who's like yeah i like loop-de-loops put up big loop-de-loops just go fast <laughs> so you're gonna die the scare yeah the scariest one and you'll you'll appreciate this did you ever go to a place called wild water west in sioux falls yes yeah 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 okay so wild water west was a water park straight water park not much to it it had two curly q water slides you know that was totally tubed in and you spun around yeah Somewhat fast, kind of fun, and then Cause just had, like, a big the waiting pool, pools and big yeah. pool, yeah. Um, you know, like palm trees that sprinkled water and stuff. But they had one, and it was billed oh, yeah. as like the tallest water slide in the Midwest. And after seeing Action Park, I was like, "Why the fuck did I go on that?" Because you realize there is no regulation. My and all it was heart is racing. You describing it because now I'm remembering being on that ride. And yeah. It was just a fucking plastic cliff. <laughs> That's all it was. So it was just this a water slide that was essentially straight down. And no no joke, and they tell you this. Put your arms over your chest and don't freak out because you will leave the slide. We'll fly off so the it's just thing. a fucking free fall to the point where they're like, but don't worry, like the slide'll keep you it's like the slide doesn't have gravity over you. No, like it's just yeah. at slightly enough of an angle that it right. catches you, but it's, it's a right so, angle minus right. about a degree or two. <laughs> so terrifying, and I actually like worked myself up to do it because you went there with friends, and they're like, "You sure. can't be like the wimp." But it is so stupid that you would do that because any number of things go wrong. You twist wrong, you get freaked out, and that's why apparently they have you cross your arms because people have like turned wrong. And landed and broke in their you arm. Just fly out into space. Like well, that's somehow what that's happened in Action safer. Park. They had the same slide, that, or maybe oh. a little taller. And of course, like all these stoner boner kids that worked there, they're like, the dude was literally like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks if you test this ride." And one kid tests oh, it right. and just fell and got like a concussion, or like that one kid that fell into a rock, and his oh, family yeah. lost oh. the lawsuit because they were like, "No, no, no, our ride didn't kill him." The rock that is dead hit <laughs> killed him. And we ain't got no dominion over rocks. You should try suing the earth. <laughs> so sad. But yeah, that, that shit was crazy. Uh, worth yeah, worth yeah. watching. Oh, definitely worth watching. Because the way we found out about it was our two buddies in the troop, Greg and Anthony, are from that area of New Jersey. So we were just shooting the shit at a... We were supposed to be writing comedy... And they described this place to us. And it was just like they described one of the rides is called the Alpine Slide. Mm-hmm. And it's just if you could imagine like the gutter from a, a gravelly street. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just that it's a tube of that. And you just lay on a skateboard like the fastest, skittiest. Like, yeah, it's it, I remember just I do remember them describing that. Because that, that one caught my imagination. I That's what got not, me going. Com- I was like, oh, we're all comics. We embellish. No way. And then we started researching it and looking online. 
And we're like, holy shit, people are getting electrocuted. People are going into cardiac arrest because they just had like a 30-foot cliff and you just jumped into this Arctic cold pool. That that was the other one they described. They're like, yeah, yeah, a lot of people had heart attacks because A, one, it was frigid, (laughs) cold. And then B, sometimes wires come loose. So yeah. it's like it's just oh. a fucking swirling maelstrom of like all is missing is fucking razor blades. But there is something about it. I hate to say it. There is. Oh, sorry, real quick. My favorite one, because Greg and Anthony didn't tell me about this one. And I didn't like I don't have enough of a geological or scientific brain. They had something called a wave pool. And I've heard of wave pools oh, before. Yeah, but yeah, my yeah. favorite part of this, and it's not favorite, because this one had two people die in it. Like pretty back to back. And the talking head on it, Chris Gethard, who's amazing, is like, how do you keep a ride open after one person dies on it, let alone two people? But anyways, it's this wave pool, and it's just this pool that has motion that keeps these waves going. And the yeah. farther you get in one side, the waves are bigger. But what they didn't account for and what most people didn't think about going in is like it was freshwater waves that were made to be like ocean waves. The thing about ocean waves is it's salt water, it's salient, so there's buoyancy. Buoyant, yeah. So you like ride away. <laughs> if it's just fresh water, it's just these fucking walls Heavy of water ass. crushing your ass down. And you now you're in the deep end, you have to fight your way out. So these people, they would have to have checks right. every, what, 10 minutes? And just right, do no, a they scan would, like, of the... <laughs> everybody out. And just to see who was fucking on the bottom of the pool which they had so, like, to get paint white to pool. see people oh god yeah i loved i didn't put that together i was like oh people drown in a wave pool like you see that on cruises like it's waves and you see people like surfing sure. on a cruise ship but it's salt water salt so, water yeah, yeah. <laughs> salt. i didn't even think about the salt water thing i just thought it was like let's put 500 people in a pool meant 300 <laughs> well, that... and then throw waves on top right oh but what i wanted to get at before i got distracted by uh that fact is like there is a little something that I don't know if reminiscence the word or it's unfounded, but I'm like, I know we will never get to that place again as a country because I guess we just value safety in our kids' lives too much. And there's something about it, like maybe even on a smaller level about being a kid and being allowed to like, just roam and run the streets and yeah, be yeah. out and just like just kind of be a little crazy then i'm like i feel like uh i feel a little bummed for the next generation i know i shouldn't but i was like they'll yeah. never know what it's like to have their parents me just be like of course uh, here's 20 bucks i'm just gonna drop you off at this here's no here's crit- 20 bucks get on a bus i'll see you in eight hours right that's just knock not on gonna happen anymore oh and, but no for no me, way those are some of the funnest times I can sure. remember. I'm lucky to be alive, but that's the I dice mean, you roll for memories. Like maybe I guess. my parents like hit it well, but it's like I yeah, just like you were saying. Like I remember in the summer, my aunt would watch me and my brothers, and we would get up, eat breakfast, watch TV for a while. And once it got nice out, we would leave. Just disappear. Our house and be gone for four hours. Yeah. Come back around lunchtime 
and then leave because we had to be home before my parents got home. Yeah. And we would just tell her we were riding bikes. We rode across town. We rode across the fucking on the highway with bikes. That's what I was to the just mall gonna the say. Time. Constantly like, in our hometown, we had a highway that led to a mall. Both you and I. I mean, it's a small town, but our day. My my best friend growing up, Adam. Like our day was spent starting at one of our houses, and just like the movie Kids, walking our way yeah. across town, walking along a highway, walking to a mall with no yeah. Like, it was just that was the entire day, like one entire summer is just marked by go having a dollar twenty five cents. You could go get a soda, or you could go get a hot dog at um Seven Eleven, and that was yeah, downtown. Yeah. A, uh, and then you had a quarter left over, and you could go to the cruddiest pawn shop called the Lemon Tree, but they still had a glass bottle soda vending machine, and you had a quarter left. And you put a quarter in, and you got like a sun-kissed or whatever, a glass soda bottle, and we, every single day, so keep in mind, like these yeah. bikers in this pawn shop would see the same kids pump a quarter in, and we'd look at guns and guitars with these bikers. That's that so... was the day. That was no, the day. No, you plan your, and I've always come back to that, because the, the, the best description of that childhood aspect for me was... We were still in Minneapolis. I got to see Michael Chabon mm-hmm. speak. The guy who wrote Avengers Cavalier and Clay. Sure. And he was talking about his books, but most of what he was talking about is he was talking about being a, a parent. And he equated childhood to himself. And I was like, fuck, that is totally me. Like, you, you make a map for yourself as a child. Mm-hmm. And you just, you have these spots on your map and like, like any type of map, like, the good spots get an X and the bad spots are like, oh, you can't go down that street because that's where the, like, dirty old house is or the... Sure. And because uh, that's what you were just saying, like, you pick the lemon tree, you pick your day, you're like, uh, are we going to do the, going to play baseball in the abandoned lot and then go to the cowboy? Yeah, Or yeah. are we going to go, like, you said go to the pawn shop and ride to the mall. Thanks. Casey got some fries, and I got to see Harvey. Speaking of kids, wow, she's really big. I feel like I haven't seen oh, her. Oh, yeah, she's she really is big. tall. She's great. Like, yeah, she's down to my, I can hold her, and she's down to my knees. The Cowboy, for um, everyone listening, is a local, literally local like to our hometown stop. truck stop, and there was eventually three or four of them. Yeah, we would ride our bike down on the shoulder, not even of a proper road, like, on the asphalt into mm-hmm. the gravel oh, yeah. of a busy street to go, buy, like you said, buy a hot dog, buy a candy bar. That was such a common phrase in our generation growing up in our town was just, we're going to the cowboy. Meet us at yeah. the cow. I didn't even think of that until you said it, and I'm so far removed yeah. from it, that that was just such a norm. And all that meant is, as a kid, whether you were in high school going there to like smoke cigarettes behind it and like meet to see where you're going to... Mm-hmm. what sand pit you're going to drink beers at is or yeah, when yeah. you were like a kid that was again just like 10 years old riding the highway to go meet and look at you know magazines and the rack right. at the cowboy which just meant we're going to a gas station so the town we grew up in one of the activities for us what our parents were like just get out of the fucking house was just leave. go hang in the gas station Meg yeah, right to a gas station there are a lot of cars like coming and going like to me, it's insane, like, because it's just, 
obviously nothing happened like nobody was abducted but you're sort of like you know what i mean like that's all part of like human trafficking stories or like truck stops and people like just see you later and they were we hung out at a place called the granary you would never ride your bike out there although casey and i tried we we tried (laughs) um but it was a literal truck stop um uh, a pre yeah, like major showers one. and everything. Showers yeah, yeah. and people would. They had a big lot where I'm sure truckers had like the sleeper cabs and stuff. Like that's where people get abducted. You know what I mean? Like yeah, th- that's the nomads land. Like that's where a trucker anonymously, especially at the time then, without like cameras and shit, would just scoop yeah. somebody up. And that's where we hung out at. Meg made a really good point. We were talking about like our hometowns and specifically like Watertown and Midwestern towns. And I was like, it's just never going to recover. And this is me not putting a judgment on, but looking at it definitely from a different perspective, because I was like, anybody that, you know, all of us that grew up there were pretty adamant that we wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And most of us did. So what happens there is that is basically like a lost generation, a lost period of time. So now you just have this older community and, you know, it it just eventually is kind of fizzles out or at least fizzles out in the sense of like, um, innovate, not innovation, but in creativity. I was like, Meg was like, you know, cool. Like just walking a Watertown. This is where I'm getting at. Walking around Watertown could be. And this came oh, from yeah, me yeah. watching this movie, a documentary on H- uh, Amazon Prime called Jasper Mall, which I'd love to get in and, and describe to you. Um, but she's like, if people would go back to Watertown, like your yeah. age, and fill those stores downtown and become a younger community and become a more progressive open community yeah it would be the coolest little town in the middle of nowhere and she was like think of that we saw dave Chappelle on um dave letterman has an hbo um keep saying hbo netflix show like that where he just talks to pretty big time gets and he went and visited dave Chappelle in ohio Mm -hmm. and basically Mm -hmm. just because dave Chappelle is there although he did grow up there on and off like this small tiny community in rural ohio is like this bastion of like creative thinking and cool stores and like has this really like open community. And there is a lot of like two sides, like still conservative people and like liberal people, Mm -hmm. but they all get along under this like umbrella of like, we have it pretty good here because little town we're, we're a groovy little town. And like, and she was just making that point. Like that's what's happening is all everybody's abandoning these Midwest towns. Whereas, all these people that are now like a eh, little disenfranchised, like most in New York sucks. And like, why yeah, am I yeah. living in LA still when I came out here to do something and I'm kind of doing it, but it's just like more just to be in the scene when I could like really like expand all these cool yeah. ideas and thoughts in like these places that are kind of going away. No, I'll be curious if that has subsided. Like, cause you and I, like we're at the in the heart of that like like post Vietnam into the internet age of just people are like I'm out of this one horse town right because there's nothing to keep you unless you have a family 
or you, you have a family business or something to keep you there. But I feel like most people just lit out. But I'd be curious now with just the fact that with the accessibility of like the internet and technology and like, I mean, cause that's what, you know, you leave cause you're like, I can't do what, do what I want to do, do here. Yeah. But at this point, if you wanted to be a filmmaker or an artist, sure. you can get everything you need either through the internet delivered to you mm-hmm. or your, you know, your phone, like the newest phone is better than any camera we ever use. Of course. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so I'd be curious if that, that is sort of like will like come back. I mean, especially now with COVID and stuff and like you know, shit like New York is emptying out, but it's still fucking expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to make make things, you can make them you can do, you know, a YouTube page. You can be an influencer from Haiti, South Dakota. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to be... And that's kind of uh there is something like the anonymity of New York, like being part of this huge thing and also being anonymous at the same mm-hmm. time is sweet. But there's also this, like, I think this yearning where your locale, wherever it may be, if it's not the norm, and let's say New York mm-hmm. is the norm because of its yeah. populace, like, if you are doing this really cool hip thing and you're doing it out of Florence, South Dakota. It's like, yeah. oh, that's that's kind of really cool. Like that guy really must be innovative to be able to do what he's totally. doing out there. It's just it's just interesting and using local resources. Before I so I got a it's Christmas time. I got a Christmas quiz. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. you got a segment, but I before do. I yes. go, I do want to drop why we were thinking of that and implore everybody, yourself included, go to Amazon Prime, watch a documentary called Jasper Mall. Especially if you grew up in the Midwest, grew up in a mall, you will see. The rotting carcass and a beautiful, beautiful janitor named Mike that runs this mall in Jasper, Alabama. I cannot recommend it enough. That's all I'm going to say. That's that's my um. What do we call it? Recommendation. That recommendation. We had we had a name for it back. Then. Oh, uh, uh, joy work. That's some joy work for everybody. But I don't want to get us too off track. Uh. You want to take a quiz? You want to fill us in on a sag? What do you want to do? Uh, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do the sag, and then the, we can okay. do the quiz. Sounds good. Uh, it's not too terribly long, but like I was telling you, I kind of done this research in the summer because Ashley and I did uh, um, Christmas in July. Like we put Christmas stuff up and like watch Christmas movies. Uh-huh. Um. So, anyways, if you guys want, it's like early enough. You can let it sink in. You can ruin. Christmas with your grandma and your mom. Drop some real knowledge, some real Christmas knowledge. Oh, wait, before you go on a segment, it's not about, like, strange Christmas traditions around the world, is it? No. Okay. I mean, maybe. The okay. strangest Christmas tradition of them all. It's about gapers? <laughs> yes, it's, yes. Coming down the <laughs> chimney? <laughs> all right, so here we start the segment right now. Uh... In traditional Christmas tales, both modern and classic, uh, we, the viewer, often asked, what is the true meaning of Christmas? Mm-hmm. The answers that you are given tend to be very subjective and also extremely personal. Okay. Um, nothing close to a universal truth or profound answer, like what is the true heart, true meaning. Um, that is until uh, we answer the questions posed by author James Rush. 
Okay. This is a quote from a book he wrote. Why the old man with the reindeer dressed with the reindeer dressed with the red hat? Uh, why the red suit trimmed with white fur? Why do people bring pine trees into their homes on the winter solstice, placing brightly col- colored red and white packages underneath the boughs as gifts to show their love for each other and as a rep- representation of their love of God and the gifts of his son? Okay. So, uh, covers everything, Christmas tree, Santa Claus, mm-hmm. like all of that. Why that? This uh, is in a book of his? This is this is his quote. This oh, is, I'm I got pulling you. some okay. information I got you. I got you. from this guy's book. He was just posing these hypothetical questions. Um, well, the answer, possibly, because underneath the pine boughs is the exact location where one would find the most sacred of all substances. The Amanita muscaria, muscaria mm-hmm. in the wild. Squeegee your third eye, Hansi, because we're going to learn about magic mushrooms. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. So the question of why the old man dressed in white, red and white fur, uh, many believe it's because, uh, because it was Coke. Believe that Coca-Cola ad campaign using that sure. just popularized the classic fat man in the in the red suit and that just became the truth but actually that garb the red fur and the white trim actually goes back to siberian shamanism okay the amanata muscaria looks uh the mushroom itself looks like the like a mario brothers mushroom okay white stock red cap and the little spots on top um so Siberian shamans uh, would find the mushrooms, which grow exclusively under pine trees, uh, collect them in a large sack, and would often use, because it was so snowy and crazy in the winter, they would go up the snowdrift and leave these packages of mushrooms and just drop it down your chimney. Like as a treat <laughs> to like, like get as a treat To like help you get through the doldrums of winter. Oh god, that sounds like a so nightmare. You'd, you'd open this... Uh, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, during sub- Siberian winters, the snow would pile up past the doors and vill- the villagers' yurts. <laughs> oh, so the red and white clad shaman would climb down the chimney, quote unquote, to deliver this package. Uh, and then you would hang the sacks of freshly picked mushrooms by the fire to dry. Dry out. Amazing. Uh, and then you could eat them and just stare at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's sort of like why the chimney, why the sand, why, why does Santa it. look like that? Why the chimney? Uh, but the other question is why reindeer? Okay. Like why? Uh, uh, because they are quite common in the northern parts of Scandinavia, mm-hmm. Siberia, and most importantly, Lapland in northern Finland, which is home of Santa Claus. Like that's where the, the origin, actual yeah. Santa Claus plays. You can visit. And second, and far more important, is... Reindeer are really good at finding mushrooms. Interesting. Okay. Uh, deputy editor of a pharm- uh, pharmacological journal, Andrew Hayes, wrote in 2010 that animals de- these animals deliberately seek out the red and white spotted mushrooms in their habitats as they, quote, have a desire to experience altered states of consciousness to escape the long monotony of winter. Also, the animals do. The, and the reindeer. Huh. Hmm. Um. Also, the indigenous people in these northern lands collect reindeer urine in wooden bowls. 
um, to, to drink the urine because it's a mellower right. high it's, it's than just eating a straight chemical in it, wow. straight mushroom. Gross. Um, so that's why they think the reindeers are depicted as flying reindeer because oh, yeah. you drink that piss and and balls, like, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, that's funny. So the reindeer are just stoned all winter. And the reindeer are zipping around and jumping around like crazy. And then you drink the piss yeah. and then you see them and you see the, you see the, the tracers like, and everything. Wow. You're all together. Wow. Cool. Uh, so the next part is, so why the baby Jesus? Um. Uh, well, is Santa Claus just a port- portobello with benefits? Then why not Jesus? Uh, Dead Sea Scroll scholar and author of the infamous book, The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross, John Allegro famously claimed that Jesus was in fact a mushroom and that Christianity was a product of ancient uh, sex and fucking psychedelic um, sessions. I've heard this. So that the before. word Christ apparently is some sort of ancient Sumerian word meant uh, a mushroom covered in semen. So like that that mushroom itself with the spots come again. It's all coming back. Nice. So yeah, now you can be a drunk uncle, uh, poopy pants at uh, Christmas, and just tell everybody it's all mushrooms, bro. I love that. I really like that. I mean, night like, ugh. And if you go back, like all those old, like awesome Christmas cards from like the twenties, the teens, twenties, and thirties. If you look at a lot of them, the mushrooms are fucking everywhere. Like goofy, like anthropomorphic mushrooms or Ashley and I got a bunch of stuff from uh, just just rando decorations and they're just felt mushrooms. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's true. I do see a lot of that like Mario Brothers mushroom in Christmas iconography. And people think it's just because it's like all that shit is just makes you feel good in the wintertime, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, you got it. Like that's no people didn't have HBO Max. It's got mm. and it, and people were going. We now know psychologically, just as well, especially Siberia, or maybe they're a little more used to it. But like seasonal depression, all that stuff. Like yeah, you oh, had yeah. to stop. You, you, our species couldn't recreate itself if we're just killing each other because of a long winter. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason everything's symbiotic, so mushrooms are probably there, like, had to be discovered so Siberians could continue their lineage. So otherwise they'd just axe each other to death. Right, sure. Everything would just be the shining every winter. Right. He'd be like, ah, old Sven killed his family. Ah, fuck. Man. Wish it snowed less. It's funny. Patton Oswalt, like, did a bit, like, where he's like, He's like, I put down booze. This is long before, like, tragedies, right when he had his daughter. He's like, I put down booze. Mm-hmm. I put down, like, drugs and, and all this. And he's like, and I don't really miss it, but he's like, I think he was talking about LSD. He's like, God, I miss yeah. LSD, though. That's bad. And that's me, too. I was like, I'm sober, but, like, man, I'd love to take just a fucking well, handful think, of like, mushrooms. Like, looking at, like, I mean, we talked about it episodes and episodes ago, but, like, Microdosing LSD oh, yeah. and microdosing yeah. like mushrooms they're using for depression and mm-hmm. like addiction and addiction studies. It's like these people have fucking figured out. Yeah, there's like definitely said, before the fucking internet. They're just like, oh cool, it takes mushroom and makes you feel good. There's there's all these studies of people getting off of all this pharma and like all these like 
harsh chemical medications just by taking little bits of 100% nat, whether it's cannabis yeah. or like there's this, it's just because of our generation, what our, I don't want to get conspiratorial, but what society, our government has pushed for mm-hmm. a century that, sure. that like people can't get out of their mind. Like, well, what are they, you're just getting stoned or you're just tripping out. It's like, no, no, no. Like, it's just yeah. like taking a pill. It's just leveling your brain out because yeah. you're sad all the time. And just this level of mushrooms brings you up to you. Like, nobody's like mm-hmm. tripping. It's just, if anybody's done mushrooms that before you, if depending on how many you take. Yeah. And there's been sure, times where yeah, you yeah. can take too much, take, oh, but no. there is a period Uh-oh. when that chemical slowly is released and you just feel amazing. Just so chill. You, feel, you feel chill, you feel great. And then it kicks on. And so all they're doing is they're just, I was going to say weaponizing. They're just medicating that one little level, keeping specific, it. To, yeah. yeah. They're just making it specific. It's perfect. It makes that way ju- more like, sense. The whole point is to take the, the edge off journey of how it goes like if yeah. you just take chemically take the thing out that makes you feel good for 30 seconds and just like you're just gonna burn that button out yeah it's like we were yep. talking about with david Choi. like exactly yeah, eventually yeah. it's not enough you're not gonna feel good enough so you're just gonna keep shoveling pills in your face but if you were to just take eat the mushroom like you but yeah journey, there's you know? they're also doing studies and this sounds like like that where you can like do it just have a real good time maybe once yeah. once a year just to level you out so you're not just taking this and mm-hmm. feeling level i don't need to take a mushroom every day yeah but it's like i'm no. gonna go out in a responsible way with this crew and we're gonna take a fucking handful in yeah in joshua tree and we're gonna yeah. d- dance with the spirits for a night and i needed that to like write my brain because i've been taking things too seriously Sure, and it was like I always it always stuck with me. It was like, oh, that's a that's a cool way to think about it. it was like uh, George Carlin talking about smoking weed and making comedy because right. people because known you know everybody knew he smoked weed. People always a- ask him about like, did you write comedy high? Like you had to be really stoned to come up with that. You hear that all the time, right? And his big thing was like, no, I've always when I'm creating an idea from scratch when it's just that seed. He's like, I can't be. I gotta be sober. But he's like, but when I go back in to rewrite something, he's like, yeah, I'll smoke a little. Or I'll smoke. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, because you did the hard work and now you're at the part where you kind of got to need it to life and like play with abstraction and like try and reach out for that weird ethereal thing. Yeah, it's a it's a totally reasonable tool in your belt to change your perspective so you can look at something from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? That would you'd be totally. crazy not to. That's like a lot of writers, like um, like Hemingway was like a lush. He was drunk, like he wasn't drunk when he was writing and coming up with it. But when he would go back and like edit, they'd say like mm-hmm. he'd edit with like a bottle of scotch because it's just. I don't know. You're it, you're relaxed and you're trying to see yeah. it from a different angle. But yeah, that mushroom shit. That's very very cool. So yeah, Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, here we I, go. So I spent so much time, like coming up with little fun like things for like each section that I didn't come up with a title like I like to do. So all I got is uh, 
It's Quizmas time. All right, it's a it's a Christmas quiz. It's a Christmas quiz, and now the reason I asked you before is if you were going to go into weird Christmas traditions, which you you went more into the history. Is this the idea? Is this quiz? Is we all know how and this? It's actually not just specific to Christmas. It's kind of focused, but it's holiday all over. We know how people celebrate the holidays and Christmas in this country, most of this country, yeah. or how you grew up. But people do it different around the world. You got different different things. God. They're all pretty weird. I maybe not if you're in the middle of it. We all like I'm going to give you an example and what you gotta got to tell it. me is, you know, is it a fake or is it is it a re, is it a fake tradition or is it a real Christmas tradition? Yeah, yeah. I'm Come trying up to think of something dumb to, that rhymes with tradition. <laughs> it's an inverse of like it's is either it, tradition or is it Christmas or did it missed us? I don't know. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. But here's an example, and I think you'll get it. So you're familiar with, and most people out there, you're familiar with Krampus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here would be an example. You would tell me if this is Christmas or if, or if it missed. Like, Christmas? Missed or Christmas. I like Manos. Christmas? Minus. It was Manos. <laughs> okay, Mas or menos, more right. or less. I like it, more or less. I like it. So the title of this tradition would be "Your Christmas Style Cramps Us." Bad children in the U.S. get cold, but other bad children around the world get a visit from Krampus. The beast-like creature shows up in order to punish the ill-behaved. If he discovers a particularly bad child, he bundles him into a sack and carts him away. Presumably for a midnight snack, and I would ask you: yeah. if, Is that Christmas, Christmas or Christmas or Manas? <laughs> right? And yeah. you would say, Yeah, because you heard Christmas. of it. Christmas. And then, so going off that, an example would be um, this tradition: Santa shunt us. Here comes grunt us. In Finland, in Finland, good children will often find <laughs> treats and trinkets on Christmas morn, but that isn't always the case for naughty boys and girls. Naughty boys and girls may get a visit from Gruntus, a troll-like Christmas elf that haunts the sewers. Unsuspecting children may find themselves pulled through the toilet and forced to cower, scour, the, scour the sewers for rats and snakes, the favorite Christmas snack of Gruntus. So oh, I can see that. Like, he, Gruntus pulls you down and... You have to help him clean the sewer. Yeah, that's what. So that's that's where we're going with this case. Gotcha. Are you ready? Gotcha. I'm, Got it. I'm eliminating my face here. All right, now I gotta kind of walk around. Let's start with this one. All right, strange circumstances. In Got Turkey, it. it is customary to dine on dishes heavy with red vinegar. But not on the 24th or 25th, rather on de- December 26th. This is the traditional day of baby Jesus' circumcision as recognized by the Ottoman Empire. The vinegar represents the cleaning of the wound and Jesus taking part in his first Judaic religious tradition. Those that do not partake in the meal are believed to be vulnerable to illness throughout the year. Strange circumstances. I gotcha. My answer is coming to me right now. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say... Ooh, that one's good. I'm going to go Chris Moss. 
Chris Moss mean that means yes. Yes. Chris, yes. This is a Chris no. Oh, Boom. gotcha. What's it based off of? It's gotta be. Um, nothing. This one is. I I will tell you when I've kind of based it on something. This one I got not. I got nothing other than nothing. I know Jesus drank vinegar when he was on the cross. Oh, turkeys. Yeah, okay. Got I it. thought I could get you on Ottoman Empire because I know you're did, a history yeah. guy, so I know you. That sounds legit with Turkey once being part of the Ottoman. I, um, yeah, nice. Yeah. No, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I know Turkey is Muslim, but I was like, maybe they got that old crazy like Roman, like that Constantine Christianity. You got well, me. That's the thing in Turkey. Yeah, like Christianity. They're the Christians are the ones who are persecuted. You know what? I think that's true. Don't, I, let's not. I don't think. I don't know if that one's fact. I'm pretty sure it's true. That's a Chris Manos right there. How about this one? You are oh for one. Kentucky Fried Christmas in Japan. Christmas isn't really celebrated, but Kentucky Fried Chicken sure is. Yep, eating KFC on December 25th instead of having a homemade Christmas dinner is a tradition in Japan. The Colonel's secret recipe, fried chicken, is so popular that the chain actually asked its customers to place their orders at least two months in advance. This began back in 1974 when it was introduced to Japan for visitors who wanted a dinner resembling a traditional holiday meal. The The chicken dinner has now attracted the locals and is still a tradition practice now 40 years later. Oh, this one I think I'm going Moss, Chris Moss on this one. Chris, you are, yes, are Chris right? Nicely yes. done. I love that shit. The, and then, you know what? You and I used to live down. I know you're not a chicken skin guy, but we used to live down uh, the street when we lived in Brooklyn. There was a KFC. There's no way it can be there anymore because KFC is now yeah. morphed into like taco john fc they're like the, yeah, when, like when a, fast food chain now. started to like morph meld into one it just became like their menus became like four things anyways i used to go down the street and i think it was like when like i'm thinking of this because it was a holiday i was like well timmy and casey are gone so nobody's gonna watch me eat an 18 bucket <laughs> meal you know like just go into town oh man uh i somebody posted a picture i just saw it online and i it made my skin crawl uh it was like a, one of those yule logs okay that you put in your fireplace and like i guess some of them are scented so you burn it and it's like ooh, it smells like pine trees oh sure okay uh this one just smelled like kfc uh, of course it did and i was like who would want their house to smell like a greasy like long john silvers and kfc because even if you like that smell and it makes you salivate like you have to hit that urge and then that's my right do you get that like what like when a smell gets cold you know what i'm saying like oh yeah stale yeah oh for 100 percent. like you like i know you guys don't eat meat anymore but it's like if you made a bunch of bacon yeah, sure. It's like, ooh, it smells so good when it's hot and cooking, but then you leave the kitchen and go eat breakfast and then come back and it's like cold bacon smell. It still yeah. smells like bacon, but it's cold. Ugh. That cold, I, yeah, I've had a lot of bacon. That, what happens when that like fat hardens in the pan, like essentially 
especially with bacon, it is a pretty quick rancid smell when yeah, that yeah, when yeah. that uh, fat goes into a solid form. So that's um, what I'm just thinking. Your apartment or your house, I guess, who has a fireplace in their apartment, but least, your house would just smell like a cold KFC. At least the bacon trend is taking it taking it down a notch. You're not big on the old candied bacon. It's candy bacon, bacon candy water? scented, candy scented, yeah, water and or candy candy bacon, bacon cologne and bullshit. Yeah. She, oh, oh. Har, Harvey, do you have an elf on the shelf for Harvey? Uh, no, we don't. What she about an likes... elf on the smelf? Ooh, smelf. Instead of elf on the shelf, El Kaganer is a most important <laughs> holiday figurine, even if it is a little obscene. The male figurine's name is translated to the defecator. Which makes sense since the porcelain doll is squatting with his pants down and yes, he's trying to take a dump. The exact legend of how this tradition got started is unknown. But legend has it that farmers would be punished with a poor crop harvest and bad fortune if they didn't include El Kaganer within their nativity scene. Today the tradition continues with Christmas markets selling old school Kaganers alongside new versions that feature famous faces such as Football players, rock and rollers, and yes, Barack Obama. Ooh. I'm going to go Chris Manos. Chris Not? Chris Not? Chris Not. It is Chris Moss. What? Check. Leave it to the Spanish. (laughs) It's Spain. These Spain. There's some Spanish in here. Ooh, Spain. European. Oh, yeah. We're talking the motherland. España. España. Yeah, that one's um, so it's it's a you put it in your nativity scene and it's a little elf like taking a dump. It's just a little yeah, a little guy taking a poop. And I don't know if somebody started it as a joke or they were drinking and just like farmers did it. Probably like because they already I had guess. a bad crop and they're like, "Fuck you, Jesus! I'm putting this guy taking a shit in here." And that guy maybe <laughs> had a great crop the next year, like kind of like right, uh, kind of like Major we- League, like "Fuck you, Joe Boo." You know, right, right. I guess it like, I'm not gonna, it. It makes a little more sense. Like fer- fertile land, you want like manure. Oh yeah, I can soil. See that. You want like rich soil. I can see that. Okay, shitting nativity elf. So, okay, like, all right. Speaking of shitting, and what you had mentioned earlier, this one's called "Let's Drop the Reindeer." In Skagway, Alaska, it is customary that each resident write their name on a petrified caribou turd. And I was thinking this before. Fun fact, caribou and reindeer are the exact same thing. The only thing that a reindeer is just a caribou that's in captivity. So you can call it a reindeer. Um, I read that earlier. Ferret's not a real thing. What's not a real thing? Ferret. Ferret? It's like a terminology. Actually, it's, it's a polecat. Oh, that's the same thing. Yo, that's pole what cats? a polecat is. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought other... too. It was like, and I always thought so, yeah. a polecat yeah. was just like a a greasy Democrat. That was no, like... that's what I thought too. Like from old Yosemite oh, Sam, makes sense. Like, calling someone a polecat. No, it's the it's that sort oh, of weasley thing. I know if I ever had a ferret, which apparently they're horrendous. You actually have to get their glands removed. Oh, I would not so refer to it as a ferret. It'd be my polecat. Polecat. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so you got the caribou fact. So you got petrified caribou turds, and these mm-hmm. everybody gets one, writes their name on it. These turds are then yeah. dropped via a single-engine transport plane over a target. The person's turd that lands closest to that target wins their name engraved on the reindeer dropping trophy for that year, which is, of course, a golden Santa holding up a piece of reindeer shit. Oh, man. You know, we were just talking about South Dakota, and it was like, that just... Having spent time in rural anywhere, you're like, some of this rings true. Right, right. Ah, Where'd you say this was again? Skagway, Alaska. Oh, Skagway. So it's American? Okay. I'm going to say Chris Yes. It is Chris No. Oh, come on. But I will say, I forget what town. It is a real thing, though. But they just do it as a lark. They just write their name on a piece of moose. It's moose shit. And they drop uh-huh. the moose shit like towards a target, and it's just for like bragging rights, basically. The person Got who is, the person who drops farthest away from the target has to clean up the shit, and I think the person <laughs> who drops closest gets to go up in the plane next year. Ooh! So it is based on some facts. So that wasn't bad. That got wasn't it, bad. Got it. Got it. Got it. Skagway. I almost said no because of Skagway. I knew I could get you. I visited Skagway beautiful but i was like skagway it's such a good shitty name it is a great it's like a jerk practice name name. it's perfect it's skag yeah Uh, exactly uh let me find a good one here how about looking inward via the inyards in romania the feast of the hog also known as forgive me here sabatorea porciului Porcului, something to that effect, the Feast of the Hog, is a traditional yeah. Christmas meal that consists of the roasting of an entire pig. It's mostly a traditional pork dinner. The unique portion comes at the end in which different jelly dishes, these are known as aspects, are given out to the guests. The dinners begin to eat, and as they munch, they each discover one part of the hog's entrails. That will bring them good cheer throughout the year, hopefully. For example, finding the heart may bring you love, the stomach may bring wealth and prosperity, brain slash sweetbreads, some wisdom, eyes, a new outlook on life, but do not get the intestines or the anus because this will bring you a shitty year. Also known as finding the Anrayat. So where, did you say where they're, are they hidden in the house like Easter eggs? No, so... It's and I had to look up this term. So aspect is like a savory jelly dish. So think think okay. of like a like a, a jello mold, but it's like mm-hmm. made out of like the fat and the gelatin of the bones, and it's okay. clear so you can see in it. So you eat your pig, but then as like the next dish, I guess you get this jelly with something in it, and if you get a part of the heart. You got lucky. You got heart. Just so you for... might find romance. You find an anus. You got, you got the shit pig out anus. of luck. Shit out of luck, baby. Ooh, Romania. Just for just for a gas, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, just they also yucks. everything's got um, utility too, right? So yeah, they also had to use every part of their holiday feast. So they're like, let's make a game out of eating this gross shit. <laughs> 
you don't get two things. Just use the eyes, put them right behind your glasses. And do one of these, like, oh, I have a splitting headache. <laughs> um, oh, man. Romania. It's a groovy place. Weird place. It rings true-ish because it's like for you, the, um, for Mardi Gras. It reminds me of the king cake. You oh right! Cake? You get like coins and treats in it. And yeah, stuff? there's like there's like little figurines in it, and if you find the the baby Jesus in your king cake, I think you have to buy the next one. Okay. And if you find a find the coin, you just get the coin from them. Uh, that was a German thing too, with like different coins, like <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> just, but just like, like they, you just get cake. a heavy cake with coins in it, and obviously you're so poor that you are <laughs> thankful. Just... That is the most German thing. It's like, no, just fill this cake with coinage. Right. Ugh. It's fun. Trust me. Um, oh, Chris Mass or we Chris buy no? more cakes. Uh, I'm going to say Chris No. You are Chris Wright. That is a fake. That's an H. An H Moss. It's close. I think the jelly thing. Because I just, for me, I was like, that's just an extra, extra work. I the reason I thought of that is a guy I work with named Bert, he he just brings the weirdest shit like he brought me a wheelchair, <laughs> bag of golf balls, crazy old naked doll. He brought me a book on Russian cooking from like nineteen seventy nine. Beautiful Ooh. pictures. From disgusting food. And it's oh, like a sure. chapter on aspects and it's savory gelatins. And it's just like a jello mold with a pig face in it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> But like that these foods amazing. and like a whole section, it's Russian too, right? So there's a whole section uh-huh. on creamed soups and they're the most disgusting soups. It's like pickled herring soup with beet creams. It's like, oh my God, these foods are so oh, perfectly man. 70s. Like if anybody gets a chance to go out there and just watch what predated cooking shows, like the shows on PBS, the English chef or the something chef. Like everything yeah, is like, like dark browns chef. and greens in the kitchen. Oh yeah, and he's making like beef Wellington with like hog snouts and shit. It's disgusting. It's just everything is brown. Yeah, brown. Was, a lot of browns and whites. A lot of gravies and creams. Yeah. Nice. You got you. That was good. How about this one? Doing well. How about discovering carols straight from the horse's mouth? There isn't a particular day for this weird tradition. But from the time of Christmas to late January, the celebration of Marilod is supposed to bring good luck. This is in Wales, by the way. One Mm. person will dress as a horse with an actual horse's skull and bones and is usually accompanied by a group of people. The group will go to home singing carols, carols in exchange for food and drinks. The tradition is thought to stem from ancient Celtic rites. Straight from the horse's mouth and bones. So we got a guy dressed as a horse. And actual horse bones. Horse bones. And then they follow singing carols to the people. <laughs> and ask for food and drinks. Ask for food and drinks. Won't leave until we get some. Sounds like they got into the old Christmas mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Celts, I'm uh, sure there's mushrooms or like oh, hell yeah. fermented um, wheat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Chris No. That's a Chris True. No! Oh! It was Welsh. And the picture what? is beautiful. I gotta send it to you. You know that scene in Beetlejuice where she's like, 
you can't, you gotta scare these idiots. And they change their face, and Alec Baldwin pulls oh, his yeah. face out to the beat. Like, that's mm-hmm. what this guy is wearing, like, a full horse's head bone skull with this long snout with all its teeth in it. It's a nightmare. It's oh. a walking nightmare. But, crazy, cool. Um, yes, that's what you get. You work in a mine your entire life. You're like, no, this sounds like a fun idea. Let's do this for Christmas. Um, how about Casey? Which way is the North Pole? Santa Claus is not the highlight in Italy come Christmas Eve. An ugly but kind old witch known as Bafana, giver of gifts, controls giving the gifts. On January 5th, known as the Eve of Epiphany, parents will leave out a tasty piece of broccoli with spiced sausages and some sweet wines for Bafana. Tradition says the good witch flies around on her broom and enters houses through the chimney to deliver clothing, toys, and candy to all the good children. On January 6th, the children will find the treats and toys in their stockings. Bafana, the January witch... Sounds like a children's book. Bafana, Christmas is last month. <laughs> Have a sausage. This is my favorite episode of Sopranos was when Tony had that weird dream about Bafana. Um, it's funny you oh, mention that. Man, Meg and I, I was like, Meg, tough. we gotta watch Sopranos on HBO. Totally in the side. I've, I've been thinking about it. But it is a debater, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go Chris... Yes. Well done. That is yes. Chris True. Those crazy Italians leaving broccoli and sausage. Maybe that some broccoli. That almost threw me. Was the broccoli and sausage? I knew it would. I knew it. All, would. I was like broccoli. Yeah, I I thought maybe sweet. I was like, you can't write that unless you're me. If you say some sweet wines, like, <laughs> and that too. Insane. I was like, what a Come combo. On. Um, but then it was like, yeah, broccoli, broccoli, Rob, sure, that could see that. Makes sense. And I was thinking like a German, German looking sausage with like broccoli florets, but then I was like, oh, Italian, like a nice Italian sausage. Nothing, I mean, if I were saying I'd like, like a, a nice, nice bratwurst left out instead of all these damn cookies. cookies. Give me some savory. Yeah, I'm with you. I go savory every time. I think this one's ridiculous. I love this. Satan's helper. Mm. For members of the Church of Satan, and uh, this is parenthetical, but you know that's the church founded by Anton LaVey. Yep, um, yep. Uh, historical creep. It has mm-hmm. become semi-satirical tradition to prepare for Satan instead of Santa on Christmas Eve. This includes leaving a pentagram under the fireplace, hanging nooses on the mantel, Mantle, leaving a tincture made of roots and goat's blood, goat's blood is in parentheses, along with gingerbread seasoned with bodily fluids, said to be saliva, blood, and parentheses, you know what, or quotes. Ooh, la la. Lastly, Christmas carols are jokingly played backwards and Gregorian chanting ensues. Quick note, while these consist of lighter fare, true members always attend a traditional black mass that mocks the birth of Christ and refutes the book of Luke. As fantasy. Sat- Satan's little helper. Satan's little helper. See, that's just nerdy enough and far enough. I'm going to go Chris, yes. That is Chris H. Made it up. Oh, no. You should it sell should him be. on that. Oh, absolutely. There is such a thing. Well, 
Black Mass is a real thing that people from the Church <laughs> of like Satan the... go to, but it's not just on Christmas. They just go to church. Do it whenever. And just literally just read the Bible to go, bullshit. Did you pick the book of Luke, or was that part of a research on Black Mass? I just love how specific. Like, that's what with the final hook, I was like, but it Luke, looks like, and they mock the book Luke of Luke. Luke has the um, Christ child story. Okay. That's that's Bethlehem laid in a manger. That's so the whole. Like, you don't know your Luke. You haven't been kicked out of enough Christmas Luke. Christmas plays in church. <laughs> I got a I got a bunch. What else are the gonna... What else are the hits in the book of Luke? Is that it? The one hit wonder that book? Uh, Angel manger. No, because then Jesus is like born and then he disappears until he's. 50 they got the old donkey on, on the road story. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, oh, Balaam. No, Balaam and the donkey. Luke's basically just known for telling a story that he wasn't at. Birth in a manger. <laughs> um, how about? Got one for you. Not a log. I don't have a log. Well, not in the sense log? that you think I do. Okay. <laughs> known as Tio de Nadal Christmas log. This tradition features a log with legs and a face, and a little red hat. The tradition hails from Spain and old Catalan mythology and is introduced to Catalan homes as the Feast of the Immaculate Conception every December 8th. The hollow log is supposed to look like it is pooping out gifts for the children to find Christmas morning. Ooh, the Spain. I'm going to say Christmas. Chris, no. Just because I feel like you're trying to get me with this more poop stuff. Spanish could, I... love the pooping. It's Christmas. It's true. <laughs> it's Chris oh, number on. true. Oh yeah. I didn't think they could double down on the poop That's, stuff. Well, you got to remember who's giving you the quiz too. I know what I'm That's up to. That's true. I know what I'm up to. Um, I did strange circumstances. How about little hope or I got to take you to a different part of the world. Little hope or big prosperity. Okay. Mm-hmm. A modern tradition in the Tahitian island of Bora Bora, on the Tahitian island of Bora Bora, just for the cheeky adults, mind you, waking up Christmas morning, it has become a fun and randy tradition to find either a well-endowed Santa figurine, which will bring lots of romance throughout the year, or possibly a flaccid elf, which jokingly means another year of loneliness. But... <laughs> Figurines have also now expanded to include busty Mrs. Clauses and pooping reindeers. Ooh. I mean, I'm just thinking of like, what a, what a slap in the face if you're already lonely and you got to get old, the, the old flaccid. <laughs> just rub it in my face, why don't you? Sure. Well, maybe that's why they, they know, they're like, oh, Tony's lonely now. Give him the Santa with the big dong. The biggest dong <laughs> you the... got. At least give him the busty misses. Give him the power bottom misses. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm gonna go Chris. Yes, that's Chris. No, Doc, ah, come I'm on. Straight from the brains of old David Choi over here. Too randy for his own good. I got which way. Too good with the details. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to match these. Um, that one's boring. All right, I'm going to give you two more, okay? Okay. I got more of them, but one one is about radishes and one's about roller skating. Those are... <laughs> Come on. All 
right, let's go with this. My one. two favorite R's. Hey, you craning your neck to find the meaning of Christmas? <laughs> Christmas trees in the Ukraine are often covered in spider webs. Folklore tells the story of a poor family who grew a Christmas tree from a pine cone. The children were excited about decorating their own Christmas tree, but the family was poor and they weren't able to decorate it for the holiday. When they woke up Christmas morning, they found spiders had spun webs around the tree's branches. Today, Ukrainians dress up their trees with spider webs to welcome good luck into the coming year. That's kind of like tinsel. Mm, interesting, yeah. Pretty wholesome. Pretty sweet. Right, right. Spiders good. Good spiders are good. Ukraine is doesn't involve anything that poops. Uh, I'm gonna go Chris No. I threw you because it's wholesome. It's a Christmas, yes. Ah, come on! I second guess myself. <laughs> committed right. to yes and i was like i can't i just did three yeses in a row and missed them all it's going it's going well on my end this is i know he's quiz master he's back all right well as they say in jerk practice game show world the last one's all that counts you ready for this one uh-huh uh-huh he sounded like a snake the santa and the serpent Okay. In some Pentecostal churches down south, snake handling is still the norm. This is especially true in the Appalachian Mountains. In order to combat commercialism and keep Jesus as the true meaning of Christmas, Pentecostal mm-hmm. Christmas Eve services often include gift giving up by the pulpit in front of the entire congregation. Some of the presents may be filled with tasty treats and fun gifts. However, some of them may contain venomous snakes. The minister <laughs> invites congregants up to choose a gift. If they are righteous in the eyes of the Lord, they may open to find a Christmas prize. However, if they have sinned, they might find a Christmas surprise, a serpent. But if a snake is found, they can absolve themselves to the church in Jesus by handling it back into its proper cage. As with other snake handling, if snake handling, um, ceremonies if bit they are not allowed to seek medical attention i guess baby jesus liked a different kind of rattler <laughs> i'm just picturing everything is just a peanut brittle <laughs> just jars and jars of peanut brittle real snake or fake um i'm gonna go chris no oh yeah yeah snake handling is very big I know it is. That's I was like, but the boxes. It is Chris. You win the quiz. You got it right. Oh, I'll you take a it. tie. That it's was double or nothing. That is based on something. If we want to co- come full circle to our recommendations, there's a documentary on HBO Max called Alabama Snake or something, and it's about <laughs> snake handling. It is a snake sexy. handling case in Alabama where a. a a, a Pentecostal minister tried to murder his wife with poisonous snakes, and it's Jesus. fantastic. Also, a good name for your fans only page if anyone's looking. Alabama Snake. Oh yeah, careful. Yeah, Alabama Snake. So I think it's something. It's also a line from uh, Full Metal Jacket. 
Uh, okay, got it. That's why it sounded so familiar. Uh, that's why you got an audible. An there audible you surprise. <gasps> there you go, All man. Right, man. Knight yeah. taking the quiz myth. We got quiz. two quiz. We got a quiz miss and then a... And a segment. Creep now, out your coworkers with... Let's oh, all go take some mushrooms truth. and watch a documentary this holiday season. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. The owners of the Wonder Time Amusement Corporation are legally obligated to inform you that what you are about to see is extremely dangerous. The Surgeon General warns that your attendance of this establishment may cause fatal injury, even death. The victims demand that you be warned. Enter at your own risk. Hey, New Jersey! Now we know you've heard a lot of bull about us. But are you ready for the new and improved Action Park? Who can forget about the new looping water slide? Now with escape hatch! We dare you to drown! <laughs> Take an exciting boat ride down. Snake River, currently containing 50% less snakes. Warning, snakes 50% larger. Hey kids, do you like skateboarding? Then stop by the skate park, which is now filled with dirt because it was deemed unsafe by the state. It's the Bam Mergeris Dirt Park. Dirt contains poison. The Action Park is celebrating its 17th anniversary. Our toilet's now with plumbing. Check out the new food court Hamburgers, hot dogs, and fun! 100% cat-free meats! Food contains monkey. Get wet and wild at the Soggy Bottom Water Park! Our lifeguards save 30 people a day! Or take a trip back in time to our Wild West Outpost! Yeehaw! No more packs of feral dogs! See what else is new! How about the world-famous Room of Dogs? Jersey Vacation Magazine said, It's literally just a room full of feral dogs! Hey kids, so you think you can dance? We'll test your dance moves on the world's hottest sheet of metal! The Sizzler! Yeah! I got so many burns! And nothing will tickle your funny bone more than our numerous selections of unmarked oily staircases. Whoops! Watch your step! Action Park. Fun for the whole family. And mere minutes away from Midtown. bed -Stuy. Come on out the weekend of June 18th and meet the star of Ghost Fighters and Jazz Cousins, Man Dacroyd. He ain't afraid of no water snakes. So head on down to the new and improved Action Park this summer. You may get mangled, you may get electrocuted, but now, not both! And the first hundred kids get free cigarettes! Not completely owned by the Mafia. Mafia owned since 1996. Jesus.